We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the NBA Front Office Show special live edition because we have a trade. Keith, I'm excited. I'm excited too. Play the drop. Let's go. We got Let's get- do it. Let's do it. We have an early trade to announce. And it is indeed an early trade. Right yes. there, weeks away from the trade deadline. Pascal Siakam to the Indiana Pacers. Keith, let me tell you this. People in the chat are saying, how did you guys get on so fast? <laughs> this is this is so this never happens. This uh, trades go down at the worst possible moment. This is, I think, the first time ever that we've had a trade go down literally to the minute when we plan to record our show anyway. Thank you, NBA, for once taking us into consideration. Yeah, we appreciate it. It's it's not. 2.30 in the morning. Uh, I did not just get in the car to go do school pickup. You're not on a grocery store run. <laughs> yep. We were sitting down to record. And, and Trevor's not exaggerating. We were literally like, all right, I'll send the link in a minute. And we'll start start recording. And then we get the tweet from Woj that, that the trade is is finalized and done. So let's get into it, right? Let's, let's, yeah. let's break it all down. Because I think details are still going to leak out a little bit here. Because this is a three-team trade. Uh, but what's going to happen is Pascal Siakam, that's the big one. He's going to the Indiana Pacers. Bruce Brown, Jordan Awara to the uh, Toronto Raptors. And then they are also getting three first-round picks. So the first-round picks that are going are a 2024 Pacers first, a 2026 Pacers first. And then the Pacers also have a 2024 first. It's a little complicated. It'll be okay. the worst of the Thunder, Clippers, Rockets, and Jazz. So probably the Thunder, Thunder or Clippers Thunder pick. Clippers, it's going yeah. to be a pick in the mid to late 20s, uh, very likely, um, is the other pick that, that the Raptors will get. They're also getting Kyra Lewis from the Pelicans, which presumably will get the Pelicans out of the luxury tax. That was one of their major goals uh, for this trade deadline season. They're going to get a second rounder from the Pelicans. So here we go. That is the, the big pieces. We also got to find out What's going to New Orleans? They have to get something in this trade. Is there going to be another player or two involved that are smaller type salaries? But here we go. We, we got all kinds of stuff um, happening with this, which is absolutely um, you know incredible stuff uh, with, with this massive trade uh, going down really three weeks ahead of the trade deadline. 
Yeah, that's that's really incredible that we're getting such a big deal so far ahead of the trade deadline. Um, when people hear three first round picks, that's when when people go, "Ooh, is that is that a lot?" I think that's where we need to caution. Not all picks are created equal, and I think you detailed uh, in what you were saying there, Keith, that these are. It's not like we're talking about lottery picks here, but still, three first round picks. That that's a pretty good haul. I think for Toronto to get back in addition to Bruce Brown. Now what's the, the deal with his con non-guaranteed for the second year on Bruce Brown's uh, team contract? option for, team for option. the second year. So it amounts to the same thing, the Toronto Raptors. So, so that's what I want them. You're going to see you guys. I'll be looking away a lot. Cause I'm going to be working on stuff here on the side, but I've got them now Toronto able to within reason. Uh, once we add those first rounders to, to the mix for them, uh, they'll be able to get to a, about 30 million or so in cap space, uh, you know, which is, is big. And that's keeping mm -hmm. Emmanuel quickly in the fold. And then obviously all the rest of their players. So uh, let's see, let me, let me see if I get this to the right number here. Uh, Cause I can tell you very quickly uh, about $31.5 million in cap space. Uh, this coming summer for the Raptors, if they kind of wipe everything else off the books. So mm -hmm. really have cleaned up their cap situation considerably with, with this trade uh, without taking any money on the books beyond this year. Which is impressive stuff. Now, now Keith, the other side of this, the Indiana Pacers, if they're going to give up what they gave up here, a guy that they were thrilled to get in Bruce Brown, uh, the draft capital that we're talking about here, they have to have some kind of confidence that they're going to be able to keep Pascal Siakam in free agency this summer. At least, Correct. I would I would assume. Otherwise, this is a very, a very risky move uh, for them if they really have no idea what he's going to do this summer. Yeah, absolutely, with, without a doubt. I think what we're going to see in this situation with Indiana and Siakam both is, let's see what it looks like. Let's see what number we feel pretty good good about locking into but yeah you're not making this trade unless you feel like Siakam's there now long term that was it Pacers don't have a perfect roster so I don't want anybody thinking that's where I'm going with this comment no. but power forward was like the only real hole that they had they've got guards they've got bigs they've got some wings now you're gonna have Siakam in there so there it is from from Woj I was, just go. saw that come across too so yeah it sounds like he'll work out a new contract now some people may say why won't he extend extensions not gonna be enough for him in terms of years and dollars when a player is traded you there is a thing that exists called an extended trade but mm -hmm. in the in the world of an extended trade you can only get a five percent raise and you can only add two years onto your contract that's not enough, obviously, for Siakam. The other piece of that is then that comes with a six-month restriction on extending. So he can't extend for six months. It basically works the same both ways. If you if you go over it, you get a trade restriction of six months. Otherwise, you have to wait to extend. Six months clearly takes us past the start of free agency. But the Pacers will have his full bird rights, so they will be able to offer him basically all the way up to the max, including all the way up to a five-year max, if that's where they want to go. It's not going to get there. I would be shocked. But mm -hmm. $35 million range, $40 million range, that could be in play on a slightly shorter deal. They did not – somebody just asked. They did not get Jairus Walker. Um, did did not happen. And that was something that was big for, for the Pacers who were determined to not give up Jairus Walker as well as Benedict Matherin. Uh, those were two guys they wanted to keep out of the deal, which is part of the reason why you're seeing the three first-round picks 
um, that are going over to Toronto. Now, I, I, I have the, I think that this may be it. Maybe this is this is it for for Indiana, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. They still have that big Buddy Healed contract out there, and he's been rumored to be in play. Do you think Indiana is done? I kind of have a feeling they may have another move up their sleeve. Yeah, they they absolutely could because they've still got Buddy Healed. You've got a whole bunch of other tradable contracts kind of in the mix there that are those mid-range type types of deals. So you're used your 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 big pseudo expiring because of the team option with Bruce Brown, but you've got Buddy Heald. You have TJ McConnell. Let's say something comes along and they're like, boy, you know, we are really couldn't believe we could get this guy. You could trade Jairus Walker at 6 million. You have Obi Toppin at 6.8 million. That's even a deal where it's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to go. What also aided the Pacers in this trade, because I saw last night in credit where credit is due, Shams had the initial, I think, framework of this, uh-huh. Bruce Brown headed. Um, I think what was what I saw a lot going around social media last night was what is the kind of deal of we got to add up all the way to the salary? It's not exactly there because the um, Pacers had $8 million in cap space too. So that makes it a little easier. They didn't have to get all the way to Siakam's uh, trade. So right. yeah, I, I knew it was their own 2026 first. Cause that's, they, that's the only first rounder they had in 2026, but good, good piece. So yeah, it's, it's, this is exactly what we thought. It's their own picks in 24 and 26. And then that pick I laid out, that's, Kind of confusing, but will be a pick in the mid to late 20s. So reality, yeah. Siakam comes in, Halliburton gets healthy. Pacers are probably sending two picks in the 20s this year. And then one other pick where I feel like they should Ideally be in the 20s. Good. Yeah, this is not it's not a bad return for a guy. Toronto is probably losing anyway. Yeah, but for Indiana, this is not like, oh, my God, they gave everything that they had to give to, to get there. So that's that's good. And you know what? Good for the Pacers for going for it for saying we're pretty good. We feel like we have a chance. Let's go. I think that's great. Where do you think this puts the Pacers in the, in the Eastern conference? As Josh said, King Theoden voice at the Helms deep. So it begins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, it. <laughs> what, what does this do? Because obviously look, the rap, I think it's a, it's a solid move for the Raptors. You get the draft capital. You move, you move. Siak- you don't lose Siakam for nothing. Essentially you, you get something for him. When you really dig into these for on the surface, you go, Whoa, three first round picks. When you really dig into it, we're probably talking about three late first, two of them in what's, Cena and who knows how it'll end up, but what's Cena is kind of a weak draft this year, so those things have to be factored in. But where does this put the Pacers in the hierarchy of the Eastern Conference? Is this enough when you add Siakam to Miles Turner to, uh, of course, Tyrese Halliburton? You've got Buddy Heald potentially a, a trade piece as well. Then you've got your your young guys. You've got your Benedict Matherin as a guy that that uh, that can go out there and fill it up. They've got some pieces. Where does this put them in relation to the West of, rest of the Eastern Conference? Yeah, that's a really good question. I I think there's still a tier below Boston, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia, but they're probably at the top of that next group. And then all that takes is one stumble, and they will probably push through there uh, to get to get past those guys. So I think you know that's that's all it takes. It's we've seen in the playoffs, unfortunately, the last couple of years. If somebody rolls an ankle on at the wrong time, they can lose a playoff series. And the Pacers mm-hmm. are the kind of team that's definitely good enough to jump in. What's nice now is 
They have another defender. They have, I have felt like for a while, even though they play at this uh, super high pace and they get up and down the floor and all that stuff, they needed one more on-ball creator, especially somebody who could create in the half court. And that's what you get with Siakam. And he's also, he's not a great shooter. He's not, he's not somebody you're, you're building your game plan around taking away his three-point shot, but he's good enough that, that you step out to him. He helps uh, Miles Turner inside, I think, now because Siakam's pretty good on the boards. You could see Turner maybe gets to roam a little bit more and mm-hmm. do some of the shot blocking stuff. Siakam's strong enough to defend most fives. You're, you're not really putting them on like Embiid or Jokic or those guys, but a lot of other fives you could put them on. And now they have somebody who they can, in theory, throw at Giannis. He's not going to stop Giannis. Nobody does. But at least maybe he could kind of slow him down a little bit. So, yeah, I, I think this is a uh, this is a great trade indiana as far as all, all those respects go you know I, i've got obviously the super chat comment says horrible trade the raptors could have gotten better players and draft capital back and pacers you don't give up three first for a guy on his last year i guess you can make the argument look he's a guy that is, you could have signed maybe over the summer uh without having to give up stuff but i think there's some value to getting him now if you make a push into the playoffs what is that like let's say you're indiana and you make it to the second round and you're a seven game out in the second round. What does that do for your prospects over the summer out on the market? If that is now the perception of your team, I think that's got some value too to adding Siakam. And and who knows, maybe things break their way and they wind up in the Eastern Conference Finals or something like that. What that can mean for the moves that are available to them this summer also has value. I know we tend to look at, well, you could have kept your assets and maybe signed him or something like that. Mm-hmm. But there is some, if you really think this is the piece that's going to help you make a real push, there's some value to changing that perception of your club before you hit the, the big free agent market this summer. Big time. That is perfect comment. Did Pacers haven't made the playoffs in three, the last three seasons. They haven't made it past the first round since 2013, 14. And that's when they had like those Roy Hibbert, David West, Paul George, Danny Granger teams that were battling against LeBron in the Heat in the East Finals uh, those years. So they they missed the playoffs one year after that East Finals trip. And then from 16 through 20, they're in the playoffs and out in the first round every year and then haven't made it the last three years. This is important for them to say, we can be a playoff team. And I think you're at the point in the career arc where we got to get Tyrese Halliburton in playoff games. We got to see what it looks like. It's time to start playing really important, meaningful games from now through the remainder of the regular season and into the postseason. So I'm okay with this. And in the Pacers, as Woj is already reporting, they're not giving up three firsts for a guy who's walking out the door. They know yeah. he's probably sticking around. So they feel pretty good about that part of it. So this is this is a you know huge get for them. This is it's not a free agent picking a team, but it's as close as you're going to get because yeah. this is Siakam saying, I'm okay to go there and I'm good to stay there long-term. Otherwise they don't make the deal, or at least they don't make this version of the deal. Maybe two weeks from now, they make a different version where they send far less, but they're comfortable sending three first, even though we already detailed, probably not great ones, a good player in Bruce Brown who did pick them in free agency or maybe pick the Pacers money in free agency if we're being realistic to, to go so we're we're in a you know fun fun spot here with this 
So uh, let me just note this real quick. We've got uh, 2,300 people in here right now. If you're Let's not a go. subscriber to the channel yet, hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button as well for us. Uh, we are pushing towards 30,000 subscribers on the front office YouTube channel. So again, if you are in this show right now, you're watching us and you are not a subscriber, hit that subscribe button. Help us hit that goal. All right. Hit we the do like have button too. So that'll get this yes. video out after the fact to even more people. Plus it'll push it up on the live uh, standing. So yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're thankful for everybody in here. Just do us a solid and help push our, our numbers up even more. And you, you won't regret it because we're going to be coming to you with even more stuff like this uh, every day, you know, Monday through Friday. And if necessary on the weekends, if big deals happen between now and That's the trade right. deadline. We're going to keep you up to date with everything that you need to know heading into that trade deadline. Um, let's let's get into this so there's there's a lot of other trade news that we need to get into for today a lot of other you know talks and discussions going on around around the league um does toronto i've got people saying could toronto flip bruce brown now kevin said would you offer gabe jhs prince and a first round pick to brown uh to toronto if you're the lakers i mean i, I think the the first thing before even getting into that trade is could Toronto have more to do here, even though now they've they've traded OG Anobi, they've traded Pascal Siakam, the big moves that they weren't willing to make a year ago, now here they are making them. Are they done? Yeah, I don't think so. I think you're open to trading Bruce Brown if you can. You're open to trading Gary Trent Jr. if you mm -hmm. can. I think you're pretty much saying Scotty Barnes, Emmanuel Quickly, R.J. Barrett, we're not doing business on those guys. They Barrett, obviously, you could maybe get someone to bite on that. But I think you're you're you those are our kind of our three guys moving forward. And then anybody else? Yeah, let's have a conversation. If if you're interested, Dennis Schroeder, if a team is interested, he doesn't really have a real place necessarily. He's been uh put back into that six-man role uh mm -hmm. there. So those are the guys. I think if somebody really wanted to come in and throw them a bunch for Jakob Pertle. You make a move like that, and you say, "Yeah, sure, let, let's go, let's make the trade." But Barnes quickly into a lesser degree, Bar uh, Barrett. The one thing to keep in mind: they won't be able to aggregate Bruce Bar uh, Bruce Brown, Brown with somebody. There's a lot of bees going on in Toronto now. <laughs> Brown, Barrett, Barnes, um, so they won't be able to put him together with somebody else and go get somebody. But trading him by himself, yeah, that could happen. I mean, that's part of the reason why you do a trade like this early if you're Toronto, because. Now you've got three weeks where you could turn around and trade him if you want to. Yeah, and that's something maybe that they that they could wind up doing. Again, kind of an interesting contract, too, for, for Bruce Brown. By the way, all those bees in, in Toronto, somewhere LeVar Ball is scheming right now. You got, you got, you got the triple <laughs> bees be. right there. Could be. I've <laughs> seen people asking. There was a, I'd have to look. I saw something about... Um, uh, um, uh, Alonzo Ball maybe being moved in a trade. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just trying to look something up. There's I I don't know. So let's address this right now because it is coming across the chat. It's gonna take us down for a minute here. Um, but it's being reported by Eurohoops.net. We have not seen it through any of the normal NBA reporting channels that uh, Dejan Milojevic, who is the Warriors assistant that was struck ill has passed away so oh i can only hope that that report is wrong and, and is erroneous because that's just terrible news to to hear that there had been reporting that he had had a heart attack 
I'm at a team dinner last night. The Warriors Jazz game for this it's evening changed. has been postponed. Right. Uh, will not be happening. But if that's true, you know, just just horrible, horrible news. And all the best to, to his family and his loved ones and everybody in, in his life because that's just terrible. 46 years old, just gone gone way oh too soon if, if that report is accurate. That's that's terrible. Yeah, if that's if that's accurate, of course. Um Euro we saw the news, of course. When, when the news came out that the game was being rescheduled, yeah, that's obviously not a good sign. Um, but I hadn't seen that report that that, that had happened. So we're seeing uh, again, hopefully club, that's that's incorrect. European clubs are are tweeting similar type things, so yeah, just awful news here, you know. Brings us down on an exciting show because we're talking about you know, um talking about the, the trade and all that stuff. But I, I did see people asking in the chat. So I went and looked it up and that is one of the things that's, that is unfortunately co co coming around the, the, the news wire right now. So that's just, yeah. just brutal news, but that yeah, that's absolutely terrible. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. Let's uh, uh we pick ourselves back up and get, get into this. Yeah. He was Jokic's coach. Uh, mm -hmm. When Jokic was a young guy, a lot of guys, he's been involved with a lot of, a lot of players. He was a coach in Serbia and in Montenegro. Uh, highly thought of. He was a coach on the Serbian national team uh, for for a few years as well. So he's somebody that people really, really love. So uh, yeah, the um, you know the the yeah, just brutal. So yeah. Um, Keith, if we want to get back into some. Sure. So yeah, that, yeah, that's not. Yeah, not somebody a, ask a question and get us get us. Well, here here's what I'm gonna do. I've got you know Jake Fisher had a great piece out today. Yeah. With a bunch of trade news in it, and so I wanted to to work through some of that. Um, sure. One of those first bullet points, uh, saying that Dallas had been one of the teams engaged in acquiring Siakam. Obviously, that's that's not happening. Uh, but they are also linked to other versatile forwards, including Andrew Wiggins, PJ Washington, and Dorian Finney-Smith. So that's now something to keep an eye on. The Because there's other teams. It wasn't just the Pacers that were in on Siakam. There were other teams, the Mavs being one of them. So now we're going to see some teams start to pivot. Sacramento is another team to keep an eye on. Who do they turn their attention to? And this is, we talked about this yesterday, that the Nets really need a deal. Does Dorian Finney-Smith become one of the bigger names or, or a name that's more out there on the market now that the Siakam domino has fallen? That's what's to keep an eye on. Is, is next, how do teams respond here to what's happened? Yeah, I mean that's that's how it goes at this time of year. If if multiple teams are in on a guy, to various levels, right? Some some of them may be really in, some may not be. But it is a spot where if you thought you had a chance at a guy and he goes, you move on to Plan B or Plan C or Plan D. And and this is part of what front offices do. From everybody kind of is like, what do they do from the start of the season to like the beginning of trade season? you sit down and you start mapping out game plans for mm -hmm. who could we trade for who might become available and all those kind of things. And you just kind of keep, keep going through it. And then you, you, why you want to be is you want to be caught off guard. If all of a sudden some team that said no back in mid December, now in mid January or early February is like, Hey, we're ready to move the guy We're we're not who we think we are. Then you, you jump all over it. So that's where I think we can, uh, you know, see Dallas pivot. I, the Jeremy Grant idea is interesting. I think it would really help them. I just, the problem for the Mavs, just if we use them, because this is who this uh, piece of reporting was about, mm -hmm. they're somewhat limited in what they can trade because they don't have a ton of tradable salary and they're in a spot where they don't have a, um, 
a lot of tradable picks either to kind of sweeten the pot. It's not like they're sitting on a really good young player or expiring salary that would go up. Most of their salary has a year or two or more left uh, beyond this season. And then they also have traded first round picks and other deals. So, so they're a little bit tied up because of that. So that's why I don't know that I see them necessarily making a uh, big trade right, right now. Yeah, I'd agree there, but just interesting that they're after that, that they're after some of that wing depth. Uh, another note here is that uh, the Blazers are not expected to seriously entertain offers for Jeremy Grant. That's surprising to me. Why, if you're the Blazers and you're in this position, especially given Grant, you know, it's not like he's a, it's not like he's 37 or something like that, but he's he's getting a little bit older. I'm, is this posturing to me? This doesn't make much. This makes about as much sense as Detroit being a buyer on the on the market um, right now to me, Keith. Why would Portland not entertain offers for Jeremy Grant? I think Portland's hope is they can spin this thing pretty quickly. And they re-signed Jeremy Grant by all indications. They, I know we all took the approach of, man, they re-signed Jeremy Grant to that massive contract. And then Dame was like, see you later. Like, do they regret it? Remember, there were even people like, do you think they'll try to get out of it and say, hey, sorry, man. And Portland said, no, we signed Jeremy Grant because we like Jeremy Grant. That's why we signed him. So I think there's some truth to to that, obviously. So I think mm-hmm. having Jeremy Grant and having, uh, you know, the, these guys. Um, sorry, I read details and I thought it said Dallas. Um, <laughs> and I got all excited. Details on the so season. Sean's trying to put out a piece with details. Live, I would have gone bonkers for this. Oh, that would be fantastic. Um, you know, yeah, we would have been here the rest of the day. Um, so anyway, I think in Portland's case, Jeremy Grant can still be a part of what they're trying to build there. And I think that's they don't have a lot else at that position, unlike Malcolm Brogdon, who you noted, Jake says is available. And I think everybody kind of knows that they've got a million guards. So they don't really need a Malcolm Brogdon. That was just how you got the Drew Holiday trade done. So I think that one makes a lot of sense. Where Grant, mm-hmm. I think it's, hey, let's see what it is. Now, if somebody comes and gets silly with an offer, I think then it's probably okay. Let's let's have a conversation and let's you know rethink that uh, stance. But for right now, I think you probably just hold Pat and and let it move forward. That's probably a more of a summertime trade anyway, just sure. with how big the contract is. The the contract is maybe prohibitively big, but Jeremy Grant could be. I mean, you could see some of the teams that were interested in, in Siakam just pivoting to Jeremy Grant and, and going there um, again. Not the same contract, obviously, in a different situation. So perhaps there's less interest there. But just it, it's it's interesting seeing that that uh, Grant is a guy that Portland's not expected to seriously entertain offers for. But again, it takes one phone call to change that. Uh, Golden State has held discussions on Siakam as well. Obviously, that's not going to happen. But they've also shown little indication that they're going to part with Moses Moody or Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, uh, and they're but they're trying to find in season improvements to right the ship. That's still being run by Curry, Green, and Thompson. So if you're if you're of the mindset that you're going to keep Curry, Draymond, and, and Thompson, which we don't know for sure if they're going to, and you're not indicating that you want to part with Moses Moody or Jonathan Kaminga, how are you getting a deal done if you're if you're the Warriors? Yeah, I um will. Uh, sorry, I want to break in on something else here just very oh, yeah. quickly. So back to the to the. Uh, Siakam trade. Uh, Bobby Marks is no- noting this, which makes a lot of sense. Kyra Lewis is going to be traded to the Pacers first. Then what will happen is, I mentioned, the Pacers have $8 million in cap space. That's how they're going to bring in Kyra Lewis. 
than what the Pacers are going to do, which means the Pacers are going to have to waive somebody or they had to trade somebody to the Pelicans. That could be, could be, you know, probably most likely will happen. They'll waive James Johnson just to open the roster spot, but he'll go in there. Then what's going to happen is Kyra Lewis, because they acquire him with cap space, they'll be able to aggregate him. And that's the little extra salary in the trade to Toronto. So as far as 99% of the people are concerned, it still ends up with all the same guys in the same place who really cares, but it's just kind of a fun cap trade legal rule type thing hmm. of this is how these, these uh, trades will be structured. So that's going to be going to be kind of fun. So he's actually got to, got to get sent to the Pacers first. Okay. Yeah. Interesting, interesting little wrinkle. Because um, again, because it's cap space, they'll be able to do that. Right. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, the Warriors, I, look, if they're not going to part with it, I mean, maybe that could put Chris Paul's contract in, in play to a team that would probably wind up buying him out. If the Warriors are looking to make moves that don't include Curry, Green, Thompson, Moody, or Kaminga, um, obviously a team that has a lot of motivation to try to fix things. Uh, and it, this could ultimately lead to a blow up. I don't know what kind of value they're going to get for Draymond or, or Clay or, or those guys out of the market right now. So that's maybe a factor too. They can't they can't trade those guys away and get a package that says, "Yeah, you just kind of took what you could get." Yeah, they would have to make it would have to be the right move for them to do that. So if they really don't want to trade Moses Moody or Jonathan Kaminga. I do wonder if that if that makes Chris Paul a name that we start hearing more and more as we get closer to February 8th. I think there's two things at play here. We said this over the summertime when Chris Paul was traded from the Suns to the Wizards and ultimately to the Warriors. This was them getting off of Jordan Poole's long-term salary with the second, second apron restrictions lifting, or not lifting, uh, looming, that are going to make it very hard to build out a team so what they did was they turned that into Chris Paul's extremely tradable smaller contract mm-hmm. with also the idea of, hey, we can just get out of it if we need to after the season with it costing us nothing. Now I think we're in a position where, yeah, we could certainly see Chris Paul uh, get moved and get traded. Challenge is he's out until very likely after the trade deadline. I think right. it's almost no chance he returns before then. So we'll see. I have two two things. Someone asked the chat. Oh, our dog is snoring extremely loud. I, I, I can't hear it. Can hear it. Oh, man. <laughs> I was hoping you could because it's kind of funny. She is like out cold uh, snoring very loud. The other thing, since several people have asked, my hat is not a John Morant hat. I can see why people would think that. <laughs> they think it says <laughs> job. Like a J, and it looks like it says job, but it's it's a um it's a foundation academy hat. It's where my daughter goes to school and plays soccer. So that's a, a very stylized F to look like a lion paw. Uh, but I can understand uh, why people would think it was a uh, John Morant. Yeah, we unfortunately we we did cover if people are joining in late. We did cover uh, Dejan Milijevic uh, passing away. That's uh, really unfortunate. It seems seems to be very accurate now. Several European clubs mm-hmm. in outlets have now reported it. So I would imagine it's only a moment, m- matter of time before the the NBA side here recognizes it. Yeah, that I mean, we know that's that's coming at this point. Uh, Brandon Butler asked, do you think the Jazz stand pat or have they become a buyer now that they're on a hot streak? And what is a good fit? I'm jealous of Brandon's beard. I could never grow a beard like that in my life. That, that, that is an impressive beard that he's got going there. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, jazz, yeah, Jazz are interesting, right? It's a spot where I think maybe they could be buyers. I, 
also think Danny Ainge could wake up tomorrow and say, I don't really care about chasing the playing tournament. Uh, that is not where, where I want to be. doesn't really matter to me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to move some guys and move on. I do think Lori Markinen, outside of a extreme case of somebody bowls them over with, here's every first round pick we could give you plus great young players deal. I don't think he's going anywhere. I, I think we've seen some reporting a Jake had it. Mark Steins had this. The Jazz are building around marketing. He's probably yeah. not going anywhere. But just about everybody else, minus the rookie scale guys, probably George. to some extent, right? Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, Keontae George, Walker Kessler, sure. uh, Taylor Hendricks. Like, I think those guys are all sticking around. But I think everybody else, you could see Ainge say. Now, I was also there when Danny Ainge turned around and was like, uh, let's maybe add a couple guys who can help because the Celtics team that we thought was going to be terrible and I've already made 12 trades already this year, including guys were coming in and like barely dropping a bag down before they get traded two days later. He went out and got Isaiah Thomas. That was the, oh Lord, uh, trade deadline from Woj um, where we, we, we got that uh, right at the buzzer and that was one of the late trades. So I could see him saying, Hey, we're kind of better than I thought. We've already got yeah. a ton of assets moving forward. Let's try to see what we can add add to this team because, boy, they are playing well. They are playing some are. really good basketball right now. They're playing the way they started the season last year, yeah. uh, where they're hitting all their jumpers and, and they're getting everything to fall and they're they're doing work in the offensive glass. And so now uh, they're a team where, okay, you keep an eye on like Jordan Clarkson, you keep an eye on on Kelly Olenek, on, on some of those types of guys, but. I, I think this does buy them a little bit of leverage, actually, because they're they can they can make the argument, hey, if you want these guys, it's going to cost a little extra because we feel like we can make a push right now with them. So, uh, so we're willing to move them, but we're not just giving guys away here. We're not we're not saying, hey, our season is shot. We're in tank mode, and uh, and, and please take these guys and give us something for them. No, they they can make the legitimate argument that, hey, look, we've got something going here, and you're going to have to convince us to move on from these guys. And John Collins is uh, playing John pretty well. well. Yeah. And all of a sudden, maybe he's finally over whatever that weird finger thing was, or he's figured out how to shoot despite that finger thing, maybe never getting to be okay again. But he's shooting the ball pretty well. You know, he's up around 37, 38% from three again, which is that's, that's when John Collins really has a lot of value. They're playing him at the five right now too, almost mm -hmm. exclusively at the five. Kessler and Olenek have come in as kind of their back backup backcourt where Kessler plays the five, Olenek plays the four. So a lot of front court depth there in Utah and a lot of different ways they structure lineups. Their guards are getting after Chris Dunn. I don't know how many people realize what a great story Chris Dunn has been this year, really going back to last year when he got, got called up from the G league, but he is one turned into kind of what we all hoped he would be, which is one of the better defensive guards. He plays pretty good on offense. He gets them off the floor, gets them in their stuff. And they've got a lot of other guys between Markinen and Sexton and Fontecchio and uh, uh, Keontae George and Jordan Clarkson that can score. So he just kind of does his thing of playing defense, keeping the ball moving. He's playing really, really well for them. Yeah, he, and so that's uh, that's put them in a good position. They've got guys that I think are, are going to be able to help them continue winning, winning games. So yeah. uh, they will be a team to watch, certainly, at the trade deadline. But I I don't think they're for as firmly in the seller category as we might have expected them to be. Like By the way, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, two <laughs> weeks ago. Yeah, maybe. Everybody bought marketing. Sure. Yeah, why not? Like, yeah. Yeah, now all of a sudden it's the other way. I would see a lot of people throwing Terry Rogier. There was some reporting, I think, in Jake Fisher's piece about Terry Rogier. I've also, I've yep. heard, yeah, he's 
could could be somebody who could go. I think Charlotte is, if it's not LaMelo Ball, Brandon Miller, or Mark Williams, pick up the phone and call because they're open to seeing yep. what, what they can do uh, with just about anybody. I think P.J. Washington becomes a very interesting fallback for teams that were maybe interested in Siakam because he costs a lot less salary-wise and should cost less to acquire. And not similar skill set as far as Siakam's a very good ball handler and playmaker, but just a guy who can play the four mm-hmm. and the five and do some stuff. He's somebody James I Johnson like getting waved. in the city. Maybe get in on. I think he could make a lot of sense for the Thunder yes. at a very acquirable salary for them. <laughs> I, I would love to the see Thunder, that way. Thunder could just go, hey, how many picks do you want? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you want seven of them? Sure. I added it up. How many, how many tradable second-round picks do you think the Thunder have? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's got to be something absurd, like thirty or something. You're you're a little high. You a went little, a little I, too absurd. It's twenty two. It twenty one okay. twenty two. There's one that's a little did a little nebulous, so it's a little not sure exactly the standing there. But yeah, it's that, that wild. That's crazy. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Hey, anybody crap. want twenty second round picks? Here you go. God, that's yeah, right. Yeah, even, yeah, right. Uh, it'd be ama- Could you imagine? That'd be so amazing. It, you know, the, the Thunder acquiring player X for 20 seconds. <laughs> and then somebody has to list them all out. <laughs> That's the equivalent of like Michael Scott going all in when he sits down at the poker table. Right. Yeah. On, just on just push all those hand. chips in. Yeah. Um, all right. This one said, quick one. What's the cap space impact of what monies are owed to players in these scenarios? Team A waves player A on the last year of his contract and said player retires versus Team A waves player A and team B picks him up. So if team A waves player A and he just doesn't sign with anybody else, they eat the full value of whatever it was they were waving mm-hmm. him for, or they eat the cap hit. It's one, one or the other there um, with that pending what kind of contract he was on. If team B picks the player up, it depends on what the contract had written in it. If there was agreed to what the NBA calls set off language, which mm-hmm. is 
whatever you sign for, we take a percentage of that off your old deal. Um, that can be in a in a thing. Here's the difference. So let's just say a team waves a $10 million player and he signs somewhere else for five. And there is $5 million, their set off language. That doesn't mean $5 million immediately comes off the other team's books. It's an after the season accounting thing. So it would come off, come off after the season is over. You get no credit right now. Now, where that is different, you waive a player and a player is claimed off waivers, you're absolved of any cap hit that now yes. transfers to the other team that fully moves over to the other side. Yeah, exactly. And so that's that's where sometimes you see a team wave a guy and you wonder, are they did they wave this guy kind of hoping that somebody's gonna gonna pick him <laughs> up? Because yeah. yeah, so that that can be a thing. It, it's rare, but that can be a thing. Um shout out to Samuel Bailey checking in. We've been live for 40 minutes, and he says, Did Pascal get traded? Yes, he did. That yes, is he did. That is why we're alive. Yeah, just for anybody who hasn't seen Pascal Siakam traded to the Indiana Pacers in a uh a deal that involves the also the New Orleans Pelicans site Siakam uh to the Pacers. The Raptors will get Bruce Brown, Jordan Awara, Kyra Lewis. The Pelicans are gonna get something. We I don't think we've seen that yet. I may have missed it if somebody had mm -hmm. it, but they'll get the they, Eric Pincus termed it a nothing something years yeah. ago and that's exactly perfect because you just got to get something for them and then three first round picks also going to the raptors it is the pacers pick in 2024 i'm going to do this off memory so i apologize but it's the worst of the thunder clippers rockets jazz pick in 2024 right. and then it is the pacers 2026 pick um another note here from from jake fisher the Suns are exploring a Grayson Allen Nasser Little combo to see what that could bring back in. Uh, they only have a, a handful of second rounders that they could throw in to try to make a, a deal work with somebody, but those are the pieces that they're looking around on the trade market for. Not going to be easy to find stuff with, with that being your, your outgoing package, but still interesting to note that, that Phoenix is one of the more active teams right now trying to find pieces to help this team. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt on, on that one. I think um, it's what's interesting for the Suns is I, I just put a try, it literally posted like 25 minutes to an hour, maybe it was an hour, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes to an hour ahead of this big Siakam trade, my trade primer for uh, Spot Track. And I had uh, Nasir Little in there as the most tradable guy because all of the Suns' non minimum salaries belong to starters in Nassir Little. Every other player on the roster is, are on minimum salaries. So mm -hmm. it's nine guys on minimums, and then they have that. Now, what's funny is Grayson Allen's become a really important player. They had that huge comeback last night against yeah. the Kings. He might have been the best player on the floor um, in that game. He played out of his mind well, both offensively and uh, defensively. So that is just really, you know, something, uh, you know, I would keep an eye on if I'm the Suns. I don't know that I'm, you know, necessarily just throwing them in trades to get anything that's not a huge upgrade. But that's where Phoenix is. And I've seen a bunch of people saying, too, well, Phoenix knows they can do a two for one because there'd be the prime buyout place. It's certainly possible. But you have to remember under the buyout rules now, it's got to be guys who make less than the mid uh, non taxpayer yep. mid level exception because otherwise those guys cannot join an apron trade. Yeah, and that's where things get, get complicated for teams like the Suns, team like the Celtics that are that are way above the Clippers, that are, are way above that um, that second tier apron. And so that's something that um, 
can make things a little bit tough on them. And that was the whole plan of the new CBA was to make it less uh, palatable to spend, 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 spend your way to a, a top seeded team and instead force teams to try to work within the bounds. And yep. especially once we hit next summer, we're going to see teams have to restrict themselves even further once the more punitive elements of that actually come into play. Um, but Phoenix is a team to keep an eye on. And I don't know that moving Grayson Allen really helps them because he's been pretty good for them. I guess it depends on what you're getting back. But what else? It's, it's Nasir Little in those second-round picks, and maybe you can get something uh, if you're Phoenix. But they they are very locked in to this group that they've got right now. Uh, D-Rock asked, Jarris Walker for Dorian Finney-Smith. Who says no? I'm sure the does the math work on that? Yeah, the math doesn't work, but I also feel like that's too much from the Pacers' side. Now yeah. they have Siakam. You don't need to make a move for a guy like Finney-Smith. It, it, it's not bad. It just isn't a, no. uh, you know, Thing. I just yeah that's not I wouldn't do do that if I was the Pacers I, I'd hold firm on that I'd be looking to make a smaller trade if I was Indiana unless it's going to be something with healed where you start getting healed and topping together and that's 25 million in matching salary and let's go nuts mm-hmm. let's go get another really good player maybe yeah. that's the direction this goes yeah I mean that that's what we're saying these teams May not be done dealing here. All right, we've got a few more things to get into. Uh, P.J. Tucker, still a strong trade candidate with the Clippers. The Wizards mentioned as a landing spot. Uh, And then, of course, he would get bought out. That's the Wizards saying, please give us draft picks to take P.J. Tucker from you. We will will absorb him. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine? Like, if the Wizards didn't buy him out, that would just be cruel to to P.J. Tucker. Jeez. Yeah, I wonder if PG Tucker would be like, uh, I'm out. Like, yeah. And, not, like, and I'm calling it a career. Next year too, so, yeah. Uh, Suns and Bucks, two teams considered possible landing spots for Tucker if he becomes a free agent. And then uh, San Antonio. Uh, we talked about this the other day, but uh, Doug McDermott, Chetty Osman, uh, potential available guys. And then Devontae Graham gets added to the list as well. Just $2.8 million guaranteed for his salary for next season. So maybe that becomes an interesting trade chip there. Yeah, those those are guys I could see. They do the DeJounte Murray type move. I could see one of those guys in that mm-hmm. trade just as the here's the salary balancer in this because it might even turn into, hey, we're not going to give you quite as much for DeJounte Murray as maybe you want. But what if we take one of your contracts you don't really like? And we'll take it off your books, and then we'll then that's how. But we're going to send you one back that expires after the year. In the case of Graham, basically is expiring, and that's how we balance it off that way. That could be how that deal gets done. Despite the fact that I love the idea of Atlanta calling and saying, "I want my picks back, all of them," um, to to San Antonio, I just don't know that that's how that's going to go down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> enjoy your pancakes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to the, the people in chat saying, how have you not talked about my team? Fill it, fill in the blank. We, we've talked about a bunch of teams. We even talked about somebody said, how have you not talked about Miami? We did talk about Miami. We mentioned yeah. them with Terry Rogier is potentially a, yeah. a landing spot there. Um, so there's look, there's a lot of teams out there that are looking to do a lot of different things right now on the trade market, which again is why you guys need to make sure you are subscribed. If you're not a subscriber yet, hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications right here for the NBA front office show. We're here breaking things down every single day, Monday through Friday, breaking down the latest NBA trade news, letting you know what's possible, what's not trying to cut through what's real and what isn't what's smoke and what could actually happen. Um, 
tomorrow. Hey, let me go through a oh, couple small housekeeping items with, with the trade, which is yeah. why we went live today. Uh, Indiana, in order to for the trade structure to go down as Kyra Lewis gets traded to the Pacers first, they're going to have to waive somebody. My guess is it will likely be James Johnson to mm -hmm. free up the roster spot. I, I then, believe that is what's happening. Yeah, then I would not be surprised if in a few few days here after he clears waivers, if they re-sign James Johnson and bring him back, which good for James Johnson because all that does is give him a little bit of extra you know, cash in his pocket because his contract's already guaranteed. The Raptors will also need to waive somebody in order to do their trade. My guess is it'll probably be Garrett Temple. He's on a minimum contract, and then we'll see what happens. They free up a roster spot. Maybe they could bring Garrett Temple back. These guys are they're on teams right now because they're playing the Udonis Haslam type of role of respected locker room veteran that yep. can help keep younger teams in line. There's always rooms for guys like that, but transactionally, those are the moves that make sense. So that would be my guess. We see a couple waivers go down. Still have not seen anything. I have not looked in depth yet. I will get into it uh, after we're done recording on what New Orleans is getting in the trade, but my guess is this is going to be draft rights to somebody who will likely never come over yeah. uh, to, to the NBA, or it'll be something along the lines of here's a uh, top 55 protected second round pick that it will either never convey. And if it does convey, we're one of the best five teams in the league. We don't really care. So off yeah. we go. That's, that's my guess is, as I said before, Eric Pincus of Bleacher Report sports business classroom, years ago coined that a nothing something and it is the perfect way to describe it something has to go in a trade so you call it a nothing something exactly exactly um all right this question says reeves vando prince for bruce brown and pertle well that definitely can't happen because jared vanderbilt is not trade eligible this season so i'm like the, the grinch my heart just grew five sizes <laughs> you, you had that one down <laughs> I, I love it when yeah, you know, when people are like, no, nope, let me let me get on this right now. That can't happen. Yeah, Vanderbilt not trade eligible. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess if you wanted to, you could throw in a different contract there. But anyway, I don't, I don't see that as a, a deal that makes sense for. I guess either either side would be would be going for that. Um, all right. Always fun when stuff breaks. Always stuff when it, fun when it's a trade, and especially when that trade happens, like as we are sitting down to record our show. <laughs> Let's let's do this again tomorrow. I always sure. keep in my head, in my head, Keith, all day. Today has been Thursday. So in my head, I'm thinking we've got another live show tomorrow. No, that's coming up on Friday. Tomorrow we're going to record. Let's hope that we get the same luck tomorrow, that as we sit down to record, boom, another trade hits. We'll go it, live again. Without a doubt. If, if you're new here and you haven't watched, every Friday we go live. We call them front office Fridays, and it is – it is your show. This is your your chance to ask questions and get into stuff. We'll always have a little bit of news, and we'll 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 go get get into that. At, you know, to start off the show generally, but the rest of it is all of your questions. Just ask yep. us. You know, whatever you you want to know about. We're, this time of year, we tend to keep it basketball, but every once in a while, a question will slip in there that's about movies or TV that we've sure. watched or something else. Sometimes there's questions about the business and how how do we uh, cover. Thank you to Jude. Uh, Bailey, I think it is in the chat saying so close to 30,000 subs, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, please uh, yes. get there for, for us. Um, you know, we're, we're really trying to grow the channel and get there. I do want to address one thing too, very, very quickly. Somebody said in the comments on, I think it was yesterday's video. If you guys grow, you're just going to turn to a subscription model. Oh yeah. It's not anything we've talked about 
never discussed it. If we ever get there, we're still a long ways from that. I promise you, we will make it worth your money or let us know and we'll make sure you're, you're, you get your money back. But for now, we're content with this thing growing as long as it is continuing to grow. So let some people know, subscribe, like the, the uh, videos over on YouTube. If you're a podcast listener, listener getting this after the fact, ratings and reviews always help. And then just tell a friend, you know, this is, we love doing the show Monday through Friday, five days a week, covering off on all the news and notes and all that stuff. And every Friday live show front office Friday. Right. So everybody check in, you know, if you can, I'm just seeing uh Whoa, just now tweeting about uh, Warriors assistant coach Dejan Mil- 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 oh, man. Milojevic um, has passed away. So just, you know, really, really unfortunate news. Uh, here's Chris Haynes. The, yeah. the Warriors, I think, are probably confirming it now out to the local reporters. So had already been reported, you know, by the European media. So we'll close with that. You know, best wishes to his loved ones in his life. Uh, you know, thoughts are with all of them with this, just, you know, absolutely horrible news. So we, you know, we wish all the best, but it's, uh, you know, just, just gone way too early. 46 years old is far, far too young. Yeah, absolutely. That's um, a tragic, tragic stop there. Absolutely. And that's it. And the NBA making the right call in uh rescheduling 100%. the Warriors game. Yeah. Without a doubt. All right, everybody. Um, all right. Well, Come back we'll here to the channel tomorrow. tomorrow. We'll break down all the latest trade news. Whatever so make sure we you hit that subscribe the button. Trade, we'll have the details then, yes. right? So we'll we'll get into them at that point. We'll really close the loop on all of that and, and really, really get it into a place where we can, uh, all right, this is what New Orleans got. These are the any outstanding trade details, trade exceptions, all that stuff. Uh, we'll have worked out by the time you uh, tune in uh, to tomorrow's show. Yep, that's right. So a lot to look forward to tomorrow. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on those notifications as well. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.